what you've just watched is something that I wasn't even aware was a thing a couple of days ago and I felt very strongly, passionately about wanting to talk about this subject because of my own personal experiences. I do want to say that some of the topics that are going to be looked at today and talked about may be triggering to some. If you feel like you are not in the right headspace for right now, that is absolutely fine. Hopefully maybe you can come and join us one day. But for now, let's just get into it. My name's Molly. I talk about taboo topics and mental health here on YouTube. I have had a small hiatus. This topic really pushed me to come on and make this video. And what I'm talking about is experimental reunification and parental and alienation disorder. So what you've seen in the beginning of this video were Sebastian and Maya Lang, Liang, I'm not 100% sure how you pronounce that surname, but they are two children who were victims of this reunification, I keep having to look down because I kept saying it wrong, reunification program and the parental manipulation disorder epidemic that is ongoing in America. This is the first time I heard about it and it was through Maya and her brother who very bravely were talking and reaching out on social media. But it was not by any means a fairy tale where they released the video, people found out that there was something bad going on and it was fixed straight away. I want to explain a little bit of what the programme is, where it started and also why it exists and the damage that it's doing. Unification camps are camps that are part of the troubled teen industry and allow abusers the ability to buy back the custody of their children through family court. There is no major medical or psychiatric or psychological or scientific organization that has uh, stated that they consider parental alienation to be a valid scientific concept. Very often, when there have been allegations of parental alienation, the child is sent to a treatment program which is essentially an experimental treatment, is not a proven effective or safe treatment. These venues are, as I understand it, usually a place in a rented apartment or a hotel or motel. You might already be aware of the naughty teen industry that has had a lot of press of recent time, mainly because of Paris Hilton and her documentary. However, this is kind of an offshoot of that is how I've seen it. Reunification camp is based off an idea that a specific set of quote-unquote therapists came up with quite a long time ago. Now I'm going to show you a clip in a moment of the doctor who kind of coined the term but just to give some context it came from a time when divorces became more prevalent and a belief that the majority of sexual claims against a male parent were false and that it was the wife who was alienating the children into believing that their father had done this or were getting the kids to tell the courts the father had done this so that the mother would get full custody. Now there was a specific doctor who believed that no case of parental sexual should be 
valid or listened to. The original writing about the parental alienation concept was by a child psychiatrist named Richard Gardner. Dr. Richard Gardner is a one-man antidote to what he calls sex abuse hysteria. In the early 1980s, I began to see a new phenomenon. It is a syndrome that arises in the context of a child custody dispute. Judges generally awarded women full custody. But that started to change in the 70s. Judges started to say, let's just see which parent will best serve the needs of the child. So judges started turning to mental health professionals for assistance. And one of the most influential mental health professionals working in family court was Richard Gardner. He was an advisor to judges deciding custody cases. Consider what Dr. Gardner says a good mother would do if her child told her of sexual abuse. I don't believe you. I'm going to beat you for, for saying it. Don't you ever talk that way again about your father. Gardner thought that a lot of angry, mentally unstable women were brainwashing their children against their fathers. Step number one is to take the child away and protect the child from the indoctrinations. And then to, it requires a transitional site, an option, and I'm very serious about this, is to take the kid and put him in jail. A day or two, juvenile detention center. So his theories and beliefs didn't really stick straight away. They didn't gain much traction. However, as the years went on and as more therapists began believing and attempting to treat this disorder of manipulation, it did start to get recognised and listened to by the courts. The reason I think that it began to gain traction is because in America, like anywhere, divorce can be messy and where there's mess, there is an opportunity to make money and these camps cost a lot of money. The tragedy of parental alienation is that we have a, a cottage industry which thrives on increasing conflict between parents in child custody situations. If you include transport costs, some parents spend more than $70,000 on the four-day program. People pay a lot of money to get their children put into these camps. Am I confirming that the reason why certain kids are sent to these camps and other children are not is because it's kind of a bought system. If a parent can afford to fight against the abuse allegations with this weird camp then, then they will. Yes, I do believe that. However, I cannot confirm that. So now we come back to present day and Maya and Sebastian had been very vocal about not wanting to live with their mother. They had been on social media. They had made many videos speaking out about not wanting to be with her, wanting to be with their father. And they had made abuse allegations towards their mother. Now I will say they are still allegations. So I will be speaking of them as such but they were making allegations they went to court and their mother presumably paid or suggested and had a therapist or their defense lawyer whoever it is suggest that the children needed to go to the reunification camp maya and sebastian were 15 and 11. their parents had divorced and they were refusing to see their mother you have to help the judge to understand exactly. I have talked to the judge. I have been a witness before the judge. I have described exactly what my mother has done. The judge has done nothing. I 
put myself between the transporters and Maya and Sebastian. I really thought I could stop them from being taken. Nobody can stop the day before she was taken, Maya testified that her mother was abusive, but the judge gave her mother sole custody, banned her father from seeing her and her brother, and ordered the kids into something called the reunification program. Supposedly, this was to repair their relationship with their mom. I found in my reporting that judges have ordered at least 600 kids into these reunification programs. There is actually a very predictable pattern. There's the abuse allegation. There's the alienation rebuttal. There's the custody switch. And there's the program. One young woman, Allie Toyos, was one of the first kids to start posting about these programs on social media. They told us that if we learned about parental alienation, we would be cured and we would have a great relationship with our father. According to practitioners of um, the parental alienation treatments, if you don't have substantiated evidence, for example, a Child Protective Services investigation, the child's disclosure of abuse is not in and of itself considered to be evidence that there was abuse. The unification camps come in different forms, but the one that Maya and her brother were being sent to were run by this lazy. Maya and Sebastian were abducted from Santa Cruz, California and taken to Lynn Steinberg. Lynn Steinberg is a licensed therapist who runs a forced reunification camp to make money off of forcing kids back into the custody of their abusers. What was put out on the internet was that I had somehow kidnapped these children and I was child trafficking them and that they had just disappeared off the face of the earth. So in your opinion, did the transporters do anything wrong that night? They did nothing wrong. This was a court order and everybody had to obey court orders. The judge ordered for the children to be in my four-day therapy program. The children rejected their mother because they were brainwashed into rejecting their mother. Parental alienation is when one parent turns the children against the other parent following a divorce or separation. When I first started, the judge or the lawyer would accuse me of peddling snake oil, or they wouldn't allow me to use the word parental alienation. Now, when I go into a courtroom, they know who I am. I get the most severe cases. They always come to my program with false allegations of abuse. The children do. They're pretty, I hate to say laughable, as you can see from the footage, she truly does believe in the parental manipulation disorder, or she claims to. It would be 
profitable for her, I guess. It seems as she's running a whole course, a whole centre programme for treating such courses. But other survivors of, and they do call themselves survivors, so other survivors of these programmes have spoken out against this particular lady as well as other programmes and other therapists because they are licensed therapists the majority of the time. People that have been in these programmes do not always get the help or get the support they need. And my question is, at what point, if in these scenarios, in these programmes, the whole system is based on the fact that a child makes an allegation against one parent that is deemed to be false by the court and so they have to go to a programme in order to be told that the allegation was not true and if they don't admit that the allegation wasn't true then they are no longer allowed to see the other parent. So I don't know if I mentioned that earlier so basically when these children are sent to the re unification centres, they are no longer allowed to see the parent who was not accused until it is deemed that the children have in fact been deprogrammed and are no longer accusing this parent. And also what I find mad in most cases is that the parent who's made, the parents who's had the allegations made against them are the ones that get the custody. My question is at what point does it become parental manipulation the other way so if i as i did this is why i feel so strongly about it i as a child was ignored repeatedly by parents adults family members authorities people i should have been there to protect me did not protect me i consistently tried to raise awareness to abuse neglect a very unsafe household that I was living in only to be ignored or told that what I believed wasn't true or that I was the problem or that I was a difficult child and I was making this person's life harder and that's why maybe I wasn't being treated right and I knew the truth but people tried to manipulate me into thinking that I was wrong and that I was not seeing what was going on or I was misinterpreting it or I in fact was the problem. So this really, really gets to me to think that say I was a child back then and my parents, I, I it was a bit more complicated with both parents in, in my example of me personally but if I had a, one of my parents had been completely normal and stable, I made allegations of abuse and neglect as I did but I was told that I was lying or I was wrong, I would then be put back with that parent and also sent to a camp in order to be programmed into believing that I was wrong and I wouldn't be able to see my safe parent until I had admitted that I was in fact lying or I'd been brainwashed into believing so and then that would then surely damage my relationship with my other safe parent because I'd believed that they'd made me lie or that I had made it all up because of them. This is, it's very complicated and it's confusing but there is an example I'm going to show you in a moment of a boy or he's a man now but he was a child who was sent to one of these camps. 
I'm not convinced that judges understand what they're ordering. We have children who are being given into the custody of parents who have been abusive in the past and are likely to be abusive again. This was all new at that time. Nobody had even heard of these programs. Do you think that summer of 2016, maybe? I said, like, what happens if I don't go? My mom told me that they would come take me by force. I was 14. The original ruling was the children stay with me because Michael's drinking was out of control. He had to blow into a breathalyzer prior to visitation so that I could be guaranteed the children's safety while he was there. When my dad was trying to get us back, I told Judge Ostrowski that I was afraid to go back there. I get screamed and yelled at, uh, locked in my room, locked outside, hit, pushed, thrown things at. Okay. Eventually, my dad resorted to self-harm. He would slam his head into the table or beat himself up when he was screaming at me. Judge Ostrowski eventually decided that we were going to do this parent reunification therapy with my dad and that my mom had alienated us. They were forced into the program called Turning Points for Families. A therapist named Linda Gottlieb. Gottlieb calls her program a therapeutic vacation. She claims almost 100% success rate, but once again, what's the success? What was the problem? No child rejects a parent unless they're influenced. We equate the process to a brainwashing in a cult. Ashton, he ran away prior to aging out of the program and came back. And I know that was very hard for him to do because he had to leave his brother behind, who he loves dearly. And he struggles with that choice every day. Happy birthday. Um, today is your 15th birthday. I really miss you. And uh, I hope I get to see you soon. They were supposed to be sequestered there for a weekend, but it's turned into six years the baby. He was nine. I hope that I see him before he turns 18. Do I think it's going to happen? Honestly, probably not. I just, I am baffled by how that th this has been going on and that we were not even aware, or at least I wasn't personally aware of it. Now, in the case of Sebastian and Maya, they were, what I it's visibly upsetting to watch children being ripped away, especially when their friends are around them. There's people around them that clearly care about them, that were really concerned. It is traumatising just to watch these children being ripped away like that. I can't imagine what it would be like going through it. It says a lot when the young boy is screaming for his sister, when they're being dragged and, set and taken away. That is legal. But it is, it is legalised kidnapping, in my opinion. They were taken to this programme so they could be told or convinced that their lies that they made up about their mother were not real. And then they were not allowed to see their father or his partner until the programme has worked or until they were 18. I'm not 100% sure if it has to be until they're 18 or until they admit that they'd lied. Because they also like to get the parent who wasn't accused, who was being accused of doing the manipulation, to write letters 
to the children, telling them that they manipulated them and that it's all a lie. But they're kind of forced to do that because they're told that they won't be allowed to see their children if they don't do it. So how many of those letters are going to be faked just because the parent desperately wants to see their child again? No, your father didn't abuse you. No, your mother didn't abuse you. I made it all up just because they deeply want to see their kids. There's even video footage of one of the parents who is just desperate on the phone to the lady, that, the lady therapist, saying, I've done what you wanted me to do, I've done what you've asked me to do, and she's just like, it's not enough, you need to write another letter. It, this is wild, it is wild to me that this is going on. But in the case of Maya and Sebastian, they did then manage to run away. They were in conversation and contact with Insider, which is who shared this story initially where I seen it. And they ran away and were in a hidden location. So at this point, you've got children who are in a location that nobody knows about because if they find out where they are, they are going to go and rip them and kidnap them again and either give them to the mother who they don't want to be with or put them in this program again, which clearly wasn't working. So what's more safe and stable that the children are with their father and in the home that they want to be in or that they are hiding out like fugitives at their young age not able to go to school not able to see their friends not able to see the parent that they feel safe with and while all this was going on people were protesting their friends were sharing this story inside out like i said we're doing an investigation and eventually because of all of the noise all of the fuss and other things that came to light they were told by a court that they were in fact allowed to go and return to their father who they could live with they were not going to be forced to have contact with their mother but the court did say that they still believed that the children had made up the allegations and now Maya and her brother and her friends are doing amazing work trying to get laws passed to protect children in situations like this now I want to make it very clear that I am aware that there are cases where parents use children against each other. I have seen this happen, I have witnessed it, I have experienced it, I know that that happens, but I do not believe that we should then be ripping children away from one or the other parent forcefully and then forcing them into a programme to try and convince them that their thoughts are wrong or that the allegations are wrong believe that maybe the child is making it up maybe we should be asking one why would the child make it up two is there a deep-rooted problem that it may not seem like abuse to some is it emotional abuse maybe the parent isn't smacking or hitting the child but maybe they're making them severely unhappy in another way is it because the other parent is irresponsible is it because of how they conduct themselves in the household? And if it is none of those things, and it truly does seem like an adult is manipulating a child against their parent, this is something that can be looked at in therapy, but it doesn't need to be a legalised kidnapping situation where the child can't see the other parent, unless it is deemed that parent is also being unsafe to the child. 
is putting the child in danger. There should never be a reason, aside from those things, whether the, if the parent's irresponsible, unable Some mothers whose kids had been taken from them and sent to turning points shared recordings of their phone calls. The daughter is under your spell. What you did is criminal. But I'm giving you an opportunity to change that with meaningful letters. Parents write the letters because they think that that way they're going to get to be able to see their kids again. And unfortunately, that's often not the case. You can free your daughter from believing her father abused her, and as long as she doesn't recover, I will not recommend listening to no contact Linda, I, I think I'm demonstrating that I'm trying. This is my third draft of this letter. But this should be No, it's too late for my football career. County at the therapist at the at the system legalized kidnapping of children should not happen and it also also majorly opens up a serious possibility that you could be handing children over to abusers what if they are being abused what if the abuser is just that good it is opening up the possibility that you are handing vulnerable children to an abuser and also forcing them to go to therapy to convince them that they made it up. And luckily for Maya and Sebastian there was a happy ending and obviously Maya is now doing so much advocation for this issue and the dangers behind it but I just needed to talk about it because I thought about myself as you do when you see situations like this and oh I still struggle today with the fact that for, by so many people I was let down I wasn't believed I was a very vulnerable child who also suffered heavily with mental health issues that were not dealt with correctly either in a very toxic abusive childhood and home and the thought that that's happening or could potentially be happening to people who are then being like traumatized i mean i've got major ptsd and so much trauma i can't imagine having to do, go through that on top of it to be physically Kid, like kidnapped and taken from a place that I felt safe forcefully and being forced into therapy to convince me that my reality was not true and not being able to have contact with someone who I feel safe with until I admit it or become that brainwashed. So that basically is me touching on the subject please let me know what you think down below if you are from america have you ever heard of this is this something that you know about is it common or is it something that's unheard of please let me know i am really interested i would love to know your opinions and thoughts down below i love getting a discussion started but as i always say please don't be hateful please try to be as open as possible we don't have to agree but we also don't have to fight i am hopefully going to be back to uploading long form content so do let me know if there's anything that you've seen that you want me to discuss and that is everything for now so wherever that you are i hope you have a lovely morning day or night and i will see you again next time
Bye.